As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Green room. Green room. First, first, first. Hello. Uh, this is Campfire Stories. And Campfire Stories. for those of you who are new here or returning guests, I don't know. We are Corinne and Sabrina, and we are the hosts of Two Girls, One Ghost podcast. But we're here every Tuesday going live on Spotify Green Room. And I mean, to be honest, You guys do most of the work. You come up here and tell us your ghost stories and then Kurt and I can't sleep. You're the brave ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the brains to this operation too. So Worth these it. are the days that I try to go to bed early on Monday night because I know that I'm going to have trouble sleeping on Tuesday night. So I try to preemptively <laughs> like catch up on sleep before I lose the sleep. It's a combination of fear and then giddy excitement afterwards. Yeah. Last week I sat basically in silence for 30 minutes just staring at the wall thinking about all the stories. And then I looked at the time and I was like, oh my God, it's 9.30. The room's been closed for 30 minutes. I've just been sitting here thinking about everything people said over the last hour. <laughs> that is really funny. Oh, I love seeing these people who are new here. Katie, hello, Patty. Welcome. Well, so for those who are new, the way that this works is we will invite you up on stage. You can request to speak if you would like to come up and tell us your ghost story. We ask that people keep their ghost stories to under five minutes just so that we can get as many ghost stories uh, at once mm -hmm. specific to ghosts. It could be aliens, encounters with black-eyed kids, yeah. you know, anything within Big the paranormal. Bigfoot. Big, oh, Bigfoot. <laughs> If you want to win Corinne's heart. Am I wearing my Bigfoot merch right now? Oh, no. I'm wearing the See Something Sage Something t-shirt. You're still repping us. I'm not. Did I fail the assignment? No, that's okay. I don't dress, I work from home. So I like don't dress up. So I basically wear t-shirts all day, every day. Yeah, no, me, same. Sweatpants and t-shirts, it's the best. That, and I'm recording from my bed. <laughs> I'm sitting in my bed. You're not sitting in yours because I can see yours behind you and Leia yeah. is sprawled out. Leia's on my bed on our Santa hats that I have not put anywhere in our apartment yet. Oh my gosh, my apartment smells so good today because we got our Christmas tree. Oh my God, us too. We got it on Sunday. It and just, it smells so magical. great, right? Yeah, like, magical. It smells so good. It reminds me of when a few of our friends from college had come to Vermont for the first time to visit me. And I took them to eat at a restaurant that's like halfway up. It, it's one gondola ride up Stowe Mountain. Ooh. And when we got, and it was, it was like August. And the people that were visiting, they, They all grew up in California mm -hmm. <laughs> and they go, wow, it smells like Christmas candles. And I was like, no, Christmas candles smell like this. It was, yeah, it was the made smell. for this. Wow. It was made for this. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I just need to tell, fill people in, into our um, before show conversation because I just laughed. So wait, Karen sorry, I, can I interrupt you really quick? Because maybe. your husband's in the chat and he goes, what's up? I'm sorry, Nicholas, you're here. Oh, wait, no. Someone else named Nixie? No, it's you. It's a picture of you. His profile is a picture of you petting a cat when you guys were in Italy. Wait, we're... Nick! 
Of course. Okay, well, Nick is probably trolling the chat, so (laughs) this is actually a good time before you go into your story, Sabrina. We have this thing where we understand that sometimes people who come to the show are either to join this chat are not necessarily fans of the paranormal and sometimes are just there to troll. So you guys are our eyes and ears. We man the chat every yeah. once in a while. Nick will not be the troll. Um, he might be. I don't he know. He might be. So don't report Nick. But our code <laughs> word is TP for troll patrol. So if you yeah. see something, say something. See something, sage something. Yeah. TP. Basically yell out TP on the chat and my cousin Kate just said, Bill's trolling the trolls. Don't you worry. He is. Yes, he is. Yes. I now all of a sudden feel nervous because Nick is here. No, you don't know, be. Like, what? I said, don't be. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, I don't know. It's, you know, like when you had to perf- like stand up and perform and do something and it was fine if it was all strangers, but like the second someone you know yeah. is in the audience, it becomes more real. Is he in the other room? He just asked when's dinner. Oh, he is in the other room and I'm going out to dinner after this. So he's on his own for dinner. Yeah. Nick, dinner is whenever you decide to make it. You're a grown man. Uh, what were you saying before? You said I need, you oh. were so excited and you were like, I have to tell you. And then I, I interrupted well, you. Well, to be fair, Nick interrupted me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I was going to say you and I, before we go on these things, text each other like an hour before and we're like a little nervous and we ask each other if we have anything to talk about for the first 10 minutes. And we always like freak out and we're like, what do we have to say? And then we come on here and we clearly have a knack for just talking for hours. Both of us could talk about to a wall nothing. For 30 minutes. Yeah. You more so than me, but no. yeah. Well, yeah, we are seven minutes and 30 seconds in, folks. Great. Well, that Other means people see it too. it's ghost story time. Should it we is jump ghost in? Story time. Yeah, let's do it. And I have a treat for you, Corinne, because in the chat, Katie said she has a Bigfoot story. Wait, what? And I'm inviting Katie to speak. <gasps> oh, yeah. I see. She said, I'm so glad I remembered that Bigfoot story. Hi, Katie. Oh, Hi, Katie. Hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, we are oh. so excited. So my horse instructor, um, so I ride horses, and she had this Bigfoot story that she used to tell, um, and she swears by it. She swears it's true. Um, she used to live in Idaho when she was little. And, um, she had a horse farm herself and she, uh, slept out on the trampoline one night and they heard a crash and like the horse is running around. So they thought there might've been something that happened. They went out and they see there's tufts of hair in the, um, fence where the horses are. And, um, so she goes inside and gets her dad and he's this nice older gentleman and he comes out with a flashlight. And I've, I've heard this story a million times, so I know it by heart. He comes out with a flashlight and there's this giant footprint in the ground. And so they're along, it's like the white something river and it's known for Bigfoot sightings. And they call the police and they come out here and they cast like the footprint and take the tufts of hair in for evidence. And a week later, they hear that the college, I think it's the University of Idaho, they actually took it in and started doing research on this cast and hair that they found. And if you, I'm pretty sure if you look it up, you could find it, but it's still there to this day. And so she just swears by the story and. I don't know. I've always thought that was something that was cool. So it's so cool. I feel like this is Corinne's dream job to work with (laughs) my dream and study Bigfoot casts and find him. Yeah. So that was that was like a big thing. And I remember when I was little, she told this to me when I was like nine. And so I've just been fascinated with this story. So. No, and, and horses, I feel like whenever horses react to something, you know something's going on. And they're big animals. Like, they can fend for themselves for the most part. So, oh, yeah, I feel definitely. like it has to – I just always think that there's truly a predator when they react it's so really, nervously. There's actually um, – I think that's pretty funny because I think over the time – I have learned that there are certain breeds that are super like protective and know exactly when it's like an actual threat. Um, my horse's breed is an Arabian, so he gets scared of the tiniest little things, and his oh. biggest fears are like bunnies and trash cans. Oh, so trash cans! I always think that's funny. 
Yeah, there's a trash can along the route that I ride, and once he actually like threw me off of him because scared oh. of the, oh. the little trash can. <laughs> Sweet little baby. Oh. And he's like, he's this giant horse. He's huge, and he's just terrified of me. And so oh, if I wonder you ever... though, like, if he's, I mean, if he's scared of small things like that, I feel bad for these horses if they were, you know, if they're seeing Bigfoot. Or yeah. Katie, if you're ever with your horse and you come across an area where Bigfoot is, like, you're, you're yeah. so well. Like, you, you have to fend for yourself there. Super you're glue your horse really not, you, and I feel I like he you. would just run off and leave me. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But if he does that for bunnies, I don't know how he would handle Bigfoot. <laughs> no way. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> I really yeah. want to see this mold. I want to see. We have to go visit the Evan. area. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Sleep, <laughs> sleep the night in the horse's, uh, what's it called? Exactly. Stable. The stable. And yeah. um, recently, I'm sorry if this is long, but um, <laughs> uh, recently I went on a camping trip with my horse to the mountains and my instructor, and she kept telling me about Bigfoot while we were up there. And I was like, oh, no, you're going to scare me. I, I love it. I had to sleep in the trailer with my horse. I was terrified. Oh. Hey, well, you were probably way safer there. So that's yeah. Yeah. maybe this exactly. ended okay. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. This is so great. We got a live Bigfoot story. What yeah. a way to start the show. Thank my you, life Katie. has been made. Uh, I'm so happy you like it. I'm really scared my iPad will die. So <laughs> I'm well, shocked you, you made it all up. this way. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Katie. Wow. To be honest, I... every single time Katie took a breath, I thought we lost her. I know. <laughs> you and I kept looking at each other in in our video screen that we have. Like, oh, no. Did we lose her? It's like, we're not going to get resolved to the story. I need I to know what happened. Wow. What a fun way to start. Tonight. That was so great. Yeah. We... Bigfoot stories. I'm not a big camper. And so I think I have so much glee when I think about Bigfoot because I don't really find myself like in the woods or in areas that Bigfoot or Bigfoot's big feet, I don't know, whatever, frequent. (laughs) But I think if I did do a lot of wilderness, like hiking and camping, I'd be way more scared. I'm so, I've become so terrified of camping in the last few years. Because so much happens. And also yeah. growing up in Vermont, we used to go camping like once a year, a bunch of different families. Some people had campers, we had tents. It was like a two-day thing. So it wasn't it wasn't like an overcommitment to camping. So when I say I don't really yeah. camp, that was the equivalent of it. But I always had such a big fear of the moose stomping over our Aww. tent because that happens to people. So I'd wake up at like 4 a.m. to every single little noise, every single little sound in the woods because I was like, the moose, they'll run at 4 a.m. Oh, in the pitch dear. black. And if your tent is like up against the woods, they could just come out of the clearing and that thing's going to kill you yeah, if, it, if it yeah tramples you. What if all the moose tramplings have actually been Bigfoot tramplings? What if all of the moose tramplings, what if moose don't actually run? They only run when they have oh. a Bigfoot sighting. They run away from Bigfoot. Yeah, it's just when they're spooked. <laughs> or when they see a trash can. <laughs> a rogue trash can in the woods. Trash can. So spooky. Nick just asked, what's the plural of moose? I think moose, I think moose is just moose. It's kind of like fish it's not fish. Moose. No, it's not like a goose and geese yeah. situation. It's a but moose I do and like moose the word fish and fish. Meat. There's something nice about the meat. It just, for some reason, it's giving me like minced meat vibes. So I'm not really into it. Well, I guess I have Sweeney Todd in my head. (laughs) All right. Who should we invite up next? Let's see. Rachel, I'm inviting you up. You are first to request. Hello, Hello, Rachel. Rachel. Throwing a gem at Rachel. If you want to give gems, just double tap the profile picture of the speaker. Wow. There they come. There we go. Hi, Rachel. Can you hear us? Oh my gosh, I didn't even know I was muted. I'm so sorry. Hello. <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> I'm like, I don't think they can hear me because like they're not responding to anything that I'm saying. And I saw the little mute button and I, yeah, I'm just not a technology. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's... Um, <laughs> but yeah, so super excited. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Love your hair, by the way. Is that still the Thank color? You. Yes, it is. It's a little bit faded now, but I'm... I'm going to keep it that color for a while. It's just a lot of upkeep because I dye my own hair, but (laughs) talented. That is talent. Thank you. Um, So yeah, my ghost story, I don't know. Like my friends give me a lot of crap. Like all my roommates, they to this day, like don't believe me, but like 
I know what happened. I know what I saw. We so, already believe you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Go ahead. You're safe here. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Okay, cool. It's showing the muted thing again. I don't know why. Um, Mine does that too. Yeah. I don't know. Mine is showing myself as muted as well. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, so I was born and raised in Oregon. I'm so sorry. I don't have any Bigfoot stories for you, but, <laughs> yes. but they're yes. probably somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, I swear. But yeah, so I recently moved out to Phoenix, Arizona like two years ago. Um, And so I like lived in this big house with a couple other people and like my boyfriend at the time. And um, everybody was gone one night and I was like pretty comfortable in the house. Like I never got like any weird vibes or anything like that, except for this one mirror that was at the base of the staircase. It always gave me like ick vibes. So I never looked mm. in it when I would go up the stairs. But other than that, like there weren't really any like negative vibes in the house. And so everybody was gone one night and I was in the kitchen. So the way the house is set up, like it's all tile. Cause like, you know, you got to stay cool in Arizona. So it's all tile. And then you like go up the stairs and it's like an L-shaped staircase. So it's like three steps up and then you go the rest of the way up the stairs. And that's like where the mirror is, is like on the third step. And so I was downstairs making some food and they had a dog. So I was hanging out with the dog, making some food. And then I like hear like it was like one of the metal picture frames like fell off the wall in the corner of it hit the tile. Like that's what it sounded like. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So I keep making my food because, you know, I wasn't going to like react if there was something in the house. So I end up just going up the stairs and the dog follows me and we're like chilling, you know, having a good time walking up the steps. She's having a harder time because she was like a bigger dog. But (laughs) she gets to the top of the staircase and she like she's never growled like she barks at like random people. But I've never heard this dog like mean growl ever. And so she turns around and like looks down the staircase and just does this super mean like snarl. And it's like all of the hair on her back is like risen up. And I was like, okay, well, I know all the doors are locked because I checked like there's nobody in here. And so I was like, huh? No, no, nope, nope, nope. So I called her into the bedroom and we had like a lock on our bedroom door. So I shut the door. I like turned the hallway light off and everything. And then I went and shut the door. She got on the bed and we were just hanging out. And probably a bad decision, but I was watching Dark Tourist. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, I love that you're already scared and you just make it a little spookier. I know. And I didn't need to do that to myself, but I did. <laughs> Whatever. Bad decision. You're in a similar company. We all do that. Yes. So yeah, so I didn't hear anything for a while. So I just kind of let it go. I was like, maybe somebody was walking, you know, down the street and she heard them and started freaking out, whatever. So about 30 minutes pass and I start hearing like knocks of three on the wall that we share with the bathroom. Nope. Exactly. Big nope. And so I like stayed quiet and I just kind of like froze because I was like, oh my God, like maybe no, like it's just a house settling. Like everything's fine. Like you don't need to freak yourself out. And then it happened like two more times. And so I texted my coworker at the time because she is super into paranormal stuff too. And I was like, I think I'm about to die. Like I'm very (laughs) nervous. Like, so I'm about to get got. Like, this is not good. And she's like, well, (laughs) Knox of three, like, you know, it is it maybe like like angel number? I'm like, uh, I don't think so. And so I like looked it up and I'm like, no, Knox of three is like the thing that like bad spirits do, like a big F you. Yeah. Yeah. To the Father, Spirit and the Holy Ghost. And I was like, Oh God. And so I changed my TV show because I was like, maybe I'm just super paranoid and like my mind's running wild with me. So I turned on that 70s show instead. And then it, the knock started happening on the back side, like the opposite side of the wall where we don't share that wall with anything. It was just like a shared wall with the, um, like the entryway to the house. And there wasn't anything hanging up on the wall. So it's not like the AC was like hitting a picture frame and it was knocking on the wall. Like there's nothing there. And so I was like, yeah, this is, this is not great. And so I texted my boyfriend and I was like, I need you to come home. Like there's something happening. Like, can you please come home? Like I'm super freaked out. And he was like, oh yeah, like I'm on my way. I was like, wait, really? He's like, no, like you're being so dumb. And I was like, okay, well, I know. I was like, if you show up and I'm dead, like that's on you. I hope you feel bad. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, you know, another 30 minutes passed and I don't hear anything. So I was like, okay, maybe everything's fine. And then I heard, because we have like cabinets in the hallway upstairs that had like all of our towels and stuff in it. 
So I heard, and I know all the cabinet doors were shut, but I heard one of the cabinet doors like open and then slam super hard. <gasps> and then the dog started freaking out. And I was like, okay, now she's freaking out. Cause before the knocks were happening and she was just passed out on the bed. So I was telling myself, I was, you know, if, if there was something, I feel like she would be a little bit more attuned to it, like kind of freaking out with me. Yeah. The fact and that you then, stayed in the house this long is. Well, I, mean, I grew up, brave. I have a lot of other ghost stories from like when I was a kid and stuff like poltergeist status stuff, but yeah, <laughs> this is the most recent one that happened to me. So stuff like that, like when it's just like sounds, I'm more like, oh, it's fine. If I see something, that's when I'm, yeah. I'm out skis. But not, yeah, like 30 minutes, I hear that. And then the hallway light turns on. I'm like, well, that's weird. And then I hear, you know, when like people are walking on carpet and you hear like those kind of like muted footsteps Yep. or muddled footsteps. So I heard those just pacing up and down the hallway. I'm like, all right, cool. So there's definitely something here. So I was on the second story. I opened my freaking window. I took the um, screen out. Like I was ready for me. I was ready to get me and the dog, the huge Rottweiler. I was ready to get her and I on the roof to like evacuate. I was ready. On the roof. Oh my gosh. How would you have gotten to the roof? Like through the window? Yeah. So the way that our room was like, you can open it and then there's like a ledge of roof where like we used to go up there and like sit out and like watch sunsets and like stars and stuff like that. So it's a pretty big ledge. Like her and I both would have fit on it. And then, you know, I would have, I would have figured out a way to get (laughs) like, it's, I would have figured it out. So I opened the window. I'm like ready for our escape route. I'm like, if I hear one more thing, we're out of here. And so then the footsteps stop and it's like the eerie silence where you're like waiting. Like, you know, when you're like watching a horror movie, it's like the silence and you're like waiting for the next thing to happen. Like the big Mm -hmm. thing that's like. Like where it's going to be in your room or like staring at you from outside the window that you were just going to escape out of. Exactly. So it was like the eerie, like five seconds of silence. And then I see like a shadow of feet underneath (gasps) the wedge of my door. No, oh, this is so reminding me of start, signs. Oh. I started grabbing the dog. I was like, "All right, like we, got, you got to jump, girl. Like we got to get out of here." Oh, no. And then I hear the and the door was locked, mind you. Like the doorknob was locked, and so then I like look back because I hear like a weird metal sound, and I turn back, and the doorknob was starting to turn. The locked oh. doorknob was starting to turn. And so then at that exact moment that that happened, my boyfriend pulled up with his like suit. He had a Subaru at the time. So it was a super loud car. So he pulls up and I wait because I can hear we had like a door code. So I could hear through like our um, wall when he entered the door code in. So I just waited because the footsteps like the the feet weren't there after the car pulled up. Like I looked out the window to see his car pull up and I looked back and nothing was there anymore. And so I waited, I heard him click the buttons and then I opened the door, not even knowing what to expect. I just told myself, I'm like, if I, if I get got by this ghost right now, I get got, that's how I go. It it is what it is. So I swing the door open. I run downstairs. I like grab onto my boyfriend and he just looks at me. He's like, oh my God, you weren't kidding. And I'm like, no, like who jokes about that? Like what the heck? And yeah, then I had some other weird stuff like happen. Like I was in the shower and I like, immediately like my body got tense and I felt like I was being watched and so I like slowly like finished my shower and I like looked up at the ceiling um oh my gosh why can't I think of what it's called like the ceiling vent the vent there we go um I look up at the ceiling vent and I like see like a black eyeball staring at me like the reflection of a black eyeball and I was like inside the vent from inside the vent and so I freak out I run into my room bust open the door I'm like sobbing because I'm like there is there was something watching me while I shower like we need to get we need to get the f out of here and so he was like oh my gosh like whatever like go tell you know go tell our roommate and like he'll take the vent down so I go downstairs still in my towel because I'm freaking out like yeah of course I go downstairs and like I need you to go open the vent and see what's up there or we need to make the collective collective decision that we all need to sleep somewhere else tonight (laughs) and so he pulls the vent down and he was like it was just a loose screw and I'm like you're full of crap because I saw the positioning of the screw I'm like there's no way that the light would have caught that it's just so frustrating that all this was just happening to you and uh, I mean of course they're not gonna believe it I mean not of course we we believe it but like I feel like it's so it's 
only happening to you. So like they don't well, exactly. have any frame of reference. And none of them, I asked them cause we got, we used to hang out in the garage a lot. So uh, we were all like having fun drinking, playing pool one night and everybody was like a little buzzed and I brought it up again. I was like, I still can't believe like you guys think that I'm full of shit. Like I can't believe that you guys don't believe what I saw. Like you guys just think I'm crazy. Yeah. And then one of the guys that lived there was like, actually, I never wanted to say anything, but like that downstairs mirror, like really gives me the creeps. Like every time I look in it, I see something standing behind me. And I was like, okay, cool. So you're waiting to tell me this now, like several months after the fact when I'm still living in this house. (laughs) And then the girl who owned the house, I like asked her, I was like, where did you get that mirror? And she was like, oh, like I got it from... It was a pastor that she had ha- like lived across the street from like a long time ago and he had passed away. And so they were cleaning out his house and she decided to keep that mirror. Oh, but that's all she told me. And I was like, OK, was he a good pastor? Was he a bad pastor? Like, what are, what are we talking like? What, <laughs> what, what, what's the deal? And so but no. And then everybody started being like, oh, yeah, that mirror does give me the creeps. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you guys are just saying that now. Like, you didn't believe me yeah. the whole time. So I finally moved out and like, I've had like one or two things happen in my apartment. I think I have a ghost in here, but she's pretty chill. Like she doesn't do anything. She like, she'll knock once or twice on the walls sometimes. And I'm like, Hey, you got to quiet down. And then I don't hear her anymore. So (laughs) I think her and I have a good relationship. (laughs) That's much better than the, uh, the first experience you were yeah and yeah yeah, I moved in and actually when I moved into my new place like the second day I lived here I met my neighbor from across the way she doesn't live there anymore but she's a medium oh and she was like oh yeah like she invited me into her house and she was like oh yeah like I you know just got back from doing like a protection on you know a place I think it was have you guys ever heard of like Jerome Arizona I've been there (laughs) yes Yes. So she was doing like, she had just gotten back into town from doing like a protection thing on a property out there. And um, she was telling me, she's like, oh yeah, like I got this from the morgue and the spirit came home with me. Like he likes you. And I was like, all right, well, can you tell him not to come over to my house? Like he's not allowed. (laughs) I wonder what she would have said if she, or what she would have sensed if she had seen that mirror, that original mirror you were talking about. That's what I was wondering too, because yeah, anyway, sorry. I definitely went over the five minutes. I apologize. (laughs) This is a great story. So I still to this day, like don't know what it was. Um, I don't know either, but, but now I have a new fear unlocked. I keep eyeing the air vent that's in my room. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want to see a, a little eyeball looking at yeah and like I don't even know what happened because normally vents don't freak me out like I don't get freaked out by like oh like what's up there you know I never look at them but for some reason like I was just in the shower and my body just got super tense and I immediately everything in my body was like don't look up at the vent don't look up at the vent oh, and, well, you know and then I did <laughs> like we we know that this is a paranormal encounter that you had but so so much of the evidence feels like an actual intruder like a lot of what exactly. was happening feels like someone was in your house and like you know that they weren't you know that there was just some like demon or whatever yeah but not or whatever that's also terrible but like yeah, whatever it is sometimes the activity it's hard to differentiate between what you're experiencing like you'll never be at ease because it's like do do I just need to sit through this and ignore it or mm-hmm. do I literally need to run for my life because someone is in here about to do some harm well, my question is, where is that mirror now? I think it's still in that house. Like all of them still live there. I moved out because I, you know, I just couldn't live there anymore for other reasons, not just the paranormal stuff. But yeah. after that, like it quiet, quieted down a lot. Um, and I just wouldn't be at home by myself. Like anytime everybody else was gone, I would go find something to do. Yeah, I don't blame you. Rachel, wow. I have one last question for yes. you from the chat. People want to know what the eye looked like. Was it like an alien eye, a human eye? I want to like relate it to like how you guys have described like an eye from one of like the black eyed children. Mm. But I've never seen it in person. So I don't know for a fact, but think like, you know, when you see like a white, like human eye, like just all white, like yes. when people do those contact lenses and it's exactly. So color. think yeah. that, but it was just black and super shiny. But I could see an eyelid around it, like it wasn't just like yeah. yeah, it was just like a phantom eye. Like I don't know really how else 
I'm trying to think of a better way to describe it, but yeah, that's no, I know exactly. There's, there's kind of a problematic rap band called like Die Antwood or whatever from South Africa, but oh, uh, yeah, 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 I've heard of that. that (laughs) The female like rapper singer, she does that a lot where she'll put like full, almost a full black contact in her eyes. So Uh. you'll barely see tiny whites on either side. And it's so creepy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, that is exactly what it looked like, but you couldn't see any white part. Like it, it wasn't a contact. It was just a full on stained black eye. Oh God. Now, like every time I'm going to close my eyes before I fall asleep, I'm just going to see that. And thank you for the next year. I'm so sorry. I know. Well, you're the one who had to live it. So I'm sorry for you. Yeah. It's it's all right. I just don't look up at bathroom vents anymore. It it just isn't a thing. (laughs) Wow. I don't blame you. Wow. But yes, that is my story. Thank you so much for sharing. You'll have to keep us updated on the ghosts you're living with now. And hopefully you two stay civil. Yeah, she's a little funky. Like I was laying in bed by myself like one afternoon after I got off work and I felt something like sit on the bed, but my eyes were closed. And I was like, I'm not opening my eyes right now. Like I don't want to see what that is. Yeah. And then I felt it like physically like tuck the blankets like around my legs. Oh, she's tucking you in. Okay, That's yeah, nice. I like waited for like the weight to go away and then I like opened my eyes and yeah, like the blankets were tucked and there was like a divot in the like uh duvet cover that I have, like as if somebody was sitting there. That's well, really nice. You Unless deserve trying to her. trap you and yes. oh. prevent you from leaving <laughs> yeah. bed. <laughs> That's so much darker. I was like, you deserve I'm her kidding. after everything you've been through. <laughs> no, yeah, I was hoping for a nice ghost. Thanks a lot for that. Now <laughs> <laughs> you gave us a nightmare and I'm giving you one now. Perfect. I will be sleeping on my couch tonight where there are no blankets. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rachel. This Thanks got everyone. It's exciting to share. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Sufficiently spooked. Everybody in the chat is like, oh my God. All the, we just hear all the gifts that people are putting in the chat re- related to the eye are terrifying me. I have to scroll past them. Rachel's strategy of just not looking at the vent is not going to work for me. And luckily, or hopefully, I never see an eye in the vent. But all of these intrusive thoughts coming through my mind is like, look at the vent, look at the vent, put your head up towards the vent, look at the vent, crawl in the vent. I don't really have any vents. Well, good good for you. (laughs) Is it bad, though, for like mold and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're in a dry old Southern California. You don't have much uh, moisture going on. pretty wet. Right I'm by the ocean. Los My sweet Angeles. potatoes molded within like three days this week, and I'm so sad about it. Oh no! You gotta you put. Know. You gotta get a little potato, a little spud drawer. What's keep a it cool, spud drawer? Keep it dark. Yeah, people do like little like potato cellars, food cellars. So you're supposed to keep them cool and kind of like without a lot Whoa. of moisture and in, in the darkness so when people have pantries and they don't have like a cellar outside I was like gonna say yeah cellar. let me find a cellar in my one yeah. bedroom apartment no. <laughs> they just do like drawers pull out drawers somewhere in the uh, pantry yes, or kitchen okay. or whatever I'll try that next time yeah we can't all just have root cellars but I will one day when I live in the middle of nowhere away from everyone with my big garden and all my my Bigfoot family guarding my property. And your potatoes. You and, and your potatoes. And my spuds. That's how you bring the Bigfoots to you. Yes. Yes. Do a little okay. dance with the potatoes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. 
Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. I'm bringing Tony. Tony, you're, you are on stage with Tony. us. Oh, my God. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Hi, I was Hi. What's going right. on? Um, shocked. Uh, hi, mom. <laughs> just want to say hi, mom. Hi, dad. I made it to a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's your acceptance speech? Thank you. Um, so I'm going to try to make this story quick because I want other people to have a chance as well because I was dying to get on here. Oh. Um, so I know you guys visited Charleston, South Carolina. Corin did. Yes, oh, I did. Okay. So I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, basically, it was in a newly built house. We built it. And basically, there was some weird demon or some weird spirit. I don't know, some sleep paralysis shit going on. Sorry, oh. if, I'm, if I'm swearing too much. You can say okay. whatever you want. All right, cool. We do it um, almost every episode. I mean, it's not like me, you know? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't want to get TP'd and thrown yeah, out. Yeah, you do not want to be <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an older sister, five years older, and over dinner, I remember her saying, hey, dad, you know, I've been having this, this like weird thing. I looked it up and it's apparently it's called sleep paralysis. And I thought it was very strange, but didn't really think anything of it. So she basically graduates high school and moves out because um, she's five years older than me. And, you know, life goes on. But then I start to notice this weird <sighs> presence, I guess. Do you know that feeling when you're alone in your house or in a room or you're sitting on the couch or the bed and you feel like someone's watching you. Mm -hmm. yes. You know what I mean? Or like you see like a shadow or something or like... Yeah, you just know you're not alone. Exactly. So like when your door is like partly open or something, you think like someone's peeking in and then you look and it's like, oh, nothing's there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, Tony, you're just being an idiot, whatever. So basically I just grown pretty used to having that experience going on. But then I had a few friends come over and they also saw it. And I was like, all right, so it's not just me. Literally, this shit's like out to get me. I don't know what's going on. So I eventually moved into my sister's bedroom since no. she, yeah, since she went off to college to Alabama. And that's when I started having sleep paralysis. So I think like, I don't know, after ever since she like left the house, I feel like maybe it was watching me or like waiting. I don't know. But I moved into her bedroom and I kid you not, like literally I would just have those like nights where you just can't move, nothing creepy or anything. And I was like, oh, okay, this is just science, whatever, your brain REM sleep or whatever. And I would always wake up around 3.55. And I was like, huh, Tony, no, this is, this is not realistic. This is not happening. But then it started to get worse. Like literally it would happen almost every night to the point where I was too afraid to fall asleep. And I kid you not, there was this one night where I woke up and my eyes were open this time and I was able to look around my room and I couldn't move. And I knew I was awake. I knew I wasn't dreaming. I was like, Tony, think rationally. This isn't, you know, your dream or you're not like making up some shit because you're like half asleep, half awake. Because I can clearly see my dog who was sleeping on the bed with me, basically breathing and moving around. I could feel him. Mm -hmm. And I look over to my desk, which is right next to my bed. And I see this like weird, like gargoyle, like this dark <gasps> figure, you know? Oh. But it just like, <sighs> looks like a, um, it wasn't like a shape, really. It was just like a, a blob, but basically sitting on my desk with like white eyes, just like oh. little circles. Was it like, like crouched? Is that why you're yes, saying it looked crouched. like a gargoyle? Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. I basically look over and I see it and I'm like, uh, what the fuck is that? So I look over to basically look at my hand to make it like focus on moving a pinky or something to get out of it. And then I start to hear a whisper. I'm not sure if it was like, don't wake up or wake up, but it was like, don't wake up, don't wake up or wake up, wake up. And oh. I look over and I see its arm and it's still crouched right next to my bed, like on the desk. And its arm like reaches over and it does that like weird thing where basically its arm extends and it just looks very long. Ugh. And it basically, right when it, it's about to touch me, like I wake up and then my dog wakes up because apparently I freaked him out. And I'll, 
Yeah. I was like, all right, what the fuck? This is, this is horrible. This is horrible. Oh so gosh. I ended up sleeping on the couch the rest of the night, uh, the rest of the time that I was staying. Sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> the rest of the night that I was living there before I went off to college at Clemson. So I was like, all right, maybe it's just that house. It's not me. And then it basically, I think it followed me because I. What? No. No. Yeah. So what happened was I was sleeping in bed and my dad was coming over to visit. And I remember he was, I don't know, he was like, he's a pilot. So he goes off to many, like a lot of trips. And I remember I was falling asleep and I woke up and I couldn't move again. And this time I was facing on my stomach and I can only see the floor. And I remember I had the house, the place to myself at that time because he was gone. And I see basically before I opened my eyes, I heard laughing like, <laughs> you know, that like old man laugh, you know, if your dad ever does that. So I was like, oh, okay, I have sleep paralysis. I'm basically, I look like an idiot probably. That's why he's laughing at me sleeping because I probably look silly. So I was like, okay, I wasn't scared. That's my dad. And like, come on, dad, help me get out of this. And then I opened my eyes and I see feet. And I was like, okay, that's my dad, his pale feet. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, wait, dad's not here. Dad's literally in Florida flying. So whatever this is, is not dad. And it walked away and I was able to wake up and get out of it. So I was like, all right, it's followed from Charleston to Clemson through my internships. Like, I don't know. And this was going on like for about like a good two and a half years until oh. I finally went over to see a um, sidekick, which I, I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> just take what they say as a grain of salt. But basically what they said is um, this thing has been watching you and it's been basically feeding off of your negative energy because I deal with a lot of anxiety and stuff. Um, so it just likes manifesting and just like eating that up. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I can like, you know, balance out your chakras and whatever. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not I'm not going to spend that money on that. No. So I went to therapy, you know, got on medication. I was starting to make healthy life choices. And I remember one night I woke up and again, I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. And I can oh only imagine, I can only remember getting like basically shooken, like shaken because I guess they whatever it was just noticing that I was, you know, getting better. But ever since then, like it hasn't, I haven't had like a sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis experience ever. So well, that's good. How long ago is the last one? This was uh, my junior year and this was in my apartment. So it wasn't, it was like, what, like two years ago? Well, first of all, I love that you're taking care of your mental health. That's great. We love it. Thank you. And then secondly, I'm so glad it's gone. Knock on wood. But like, it's so crazy to me because I wonder why it didn't follow your sister, especially because it first was. Yeah. See, yeah, I don't know like why it just all of a sudden literally happened ever since I got into her room. But me and my yeah. sister were like oil and water. She's a very strong person. I'm very like vulnerable and weak and sensitive. So like literally someone can look at me the wrong way and be like, oh my God, they hate me. So oh, maybe I that's why. <laughs> I feel you in that. Have you ever talked to your sister about it? Like, have you compared stories? No, because literally I said, I told her and she's like, Tony, shut up. You're lying. Blah, blah. It's not true. And I'm like, all right, fine. Tony? Uh-oh. Tony, can you hear us? Oh, Hello? sorry. Tony? No, that's okay. Oh. We can hear you now. Okay. That just scared me. I was like, oh no, what happened? I know. I was like, no, he <laughs> found him. He got me. All right. Am I good? Tony. Yeah, you're yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, I haven't really talked with my sister about it. Um, she doesn't believe me and I don't blame her. I mean, it, this is like pretty much like this is a far reach, you know, but wow. it is what it is. But I actually, fun facts before I say goodbye and thank you. Um, I drove all the way across, um, South Carolina, all the way up to New Hampshire. I'm 45 minutes away from Boston. No way. And I was like so scared because I don't have anybody, like no family or friends up here. And so my dad was like, Tony, like, you know, this is a big move. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But I was driving through New York and getting up closer to like Boston and stuff. And I was so scared. Like it's, everything is so different up here. <laughs> well, you should, if you're a part of the Two Girls, One Ghost uh, Facebook group, you should 
reach out and like tell people that you just moved there. Cause I know so for many. a fact, yeah, so many people in New Hampshire and like the North shore of Massachusetts really? right by you. Yes. So many people. Uh, I love that. Thank you so much because a meetup. That would be fun. Oh, that'd be really fun. I have yet to have clam chowder. I have yet to have the, <laughs> the New England clam chowder. Apparently my coworkers like it has to stand up. Like you put your spoon in the bowl and it has to stand up. That's how you know if it's good clam chowder. I'm like, I, I don't know clam chowder. I have it from a can. <laughs> All right. I got to send you a list of places and wow. to go for seafood. Well, Tony, welcome to Northeast. Well, I guess not welcome because I'm not there, but um do you have a warm winter jacket did you buy one yet um no i literally i listen i have never seen a space heater or what is it called like a uh a a radiator i don't ever seen one of those i literally am trying to like figure out how to use one of these things like (laughs) you guys don't have ac here i don't know why yeah yeah some houses do some houses don't because Uh, depending on where you are if you're like in a more mountainous area you just open up your windows in the summer oh my god yeah cool it down well, well, you'll adjust. Welcome. You'll meet people. Congrats on the move. That's, I mean, it's a big move, but it's super exciting. Yeah. And so another much. good part about where you are now is you're so close to Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. And if anything yeah. ever follows you or finds you again, you have basically <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of very powerful people nearby who can help you. Yeah. I have yet to basically leave my city, the small city that I'm in. I have not visited Boston or anything yet. <laughs> you have plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plus, it's winter. No one wants to leave their house right now anyway. Oh, my God. These winters are horrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I miss my Charleston weather. I miss... I live right next to the beach and everything with the palm oh. trees. This is just, like, horrible. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? You'll like we'll it wait in the until, like, the spring and summer. It's yeah, like- when the seasons change. The summer is absolutely amazing. No, the summers are horrible because I got here during the summer. And the thing is, there's no AC. So I was like, how do people stay cool? So I had to go over to Home Depot to buy myself like one of those window units. Okay, Uh, well, what's scarier? No AC or your sleep paralysis? I'd rather have sleep paralysis than no AC because at least I could actually fall asleep, you know? like. Yeah, yeah. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to find you, yeah, some cooler areas to be in. Yeah, or find a new place with AC. Yeah. Right, yeah. Not but anyways, I won't take any time. I, I, I want other people to get a chance, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you for joining us. We could have talked about AC for, for hours. Listen, you know, I'm all eyes and ears because, again, eyes alone up here. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you for sharing with us. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, Tony. All right, right. some good advice for Tony in this chat. Don't forget winter tires. That's a tough one because buying a whole nother set of tires is pretty expensive. But depending on where you live in New England and how far you're driving, snow tires, essential. And also some homework for anyone who is in the New Hampshire, New England area, including Tony. Some really great, great seafood is at Bob's Clam Hut in Kittery, Maine. And both my cousin and my mom both put that in the chat when he was talking about clam chowder. All right. Well, Tony, you'll have to read in the chat. I'm going to invite our next speaker. Let's maybe try to get two more up here. I'm going to invite Amy because Amy posted a very intriguing thing in the chat. So I want to hear about it. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, So I wrote to you guys a while ago about like all of my ghost stories and haunted experiences but I was on FaceTime with my friend last night and she told me about this terrifying experience that she went through as a kid. And I thought that I would share and spook all of you guys too. Yes, please. Um, so basically I was on FaceTime and she's like, did you know that I was haunted when I was a kid? I was like, no. And she was like, yeah, I had this like little girl that would taunt me all the time. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? And she said that in this bathroom at her house and like anytime she would go into or like walk past a mirror or anything, she would see this girl who was like the same age as her. So like at the time, like five, six, seven, whatever her age was, the ghost like matched it. And that's really terrifying. Yeah. I was like, okay, so it aged with you. That's horrifying. Um, But she described her as like super, super long, like the grunge kind of like long black hair, like super pale, um, like didn't really have facial features. But Every time that she would look into the mirror, 
this girl would like be on the other side of the mirror and like taunt her and laugh at her and like poke fun at her and like make her cry. You know, this is reminding me of, I haven't seen the movie yet, but the the movie that just came out last night in Soho with, um, what's her name from Queen's Gambit? I don't know. Oh, there's like, it's the, I think the concept is she's like, she like sees this other girl in a mirror and she like goes back in time and like tries to solve a murder of another girl and from the past. Oh, but gee. Then, but, but this story you're saying seems more of like a nightmare. Yeah, literally version. Yeah. So super weird. Like would taunt her, make her cry and everything. She learned that the girl's name was Sally. And at like the height of the hauntings, my friend like wouldn't go to the bathroom. Like she like, I mean, she was a kid. So she'd like pee her pants, not wanting to go to the bathroom. Her mom like would get mad. Like, why didn't you just go in the bathroom? And she'd just be crying. Like, I can't, like Sally's in there. I can't go in. Oh and gosh. Was screaming it any about mirror, it. like any mirror she passed, she saw Sally? Yeah. Like any mirror that she would look into for any length of time. Oh, it's terrifying. So creepy. And at like the height of the hauntings and stuff, her mom finally was just like, be a big girl. Like you're fine. Go to the bathroom. Like just do it. Um, her mom was very like, come on, you know? (laughs) So she went into the bathroom and Sally came out of the mirror, grabbed onto the frame of the mirror, stuck her head through the mirror and started laughing in my friend's face. (gasps) Oh my God. Terrifying to think that Sally this whole time could have just like come out of the mirror and now is like, you know, showing her cards. Oh, a hundred percent. I was like, I would never go into a bathroom ever again in my life if that happened to me as a kid. So yeah, like people, you know, people say that mirrors are portals and like I've had experiences with like ghosts and stuff traveling through mirrors in my like college dorm room and all that stuff. But to think about every time that you stare into a mirror for any length of time that like something could come out of it at you. Like, I'm terrified. I'm going to cover up all of the mirrors in my house. This is literally the ring. This is literally. Wait, but in in the chat, Kathy just, she made an interesting comment. She said, wait, wasn't this a paranormal game? Do you know if your friend ever played any, like, school games, like Charlie Charlie or any little paranormal games that maybe could have. Oh, that's a good point. Opened up this portal. Yeah, I don't think at that age, because at the time, like, she was six or seven. So I don't know if she would know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Bloody Mary or any of, like, those kind of games. Um, but eventually, like, she just, like, stopped seeing Sally. And, you know, because it was, it was weird, too, because she was like, well, I've had, like, imaginary friends like kids do. But you never really remember what they, like, look like or, you know, that kind of thing. And when she told her mom when she got older, when she told her mom about Sally... She was, you know, her mom dismissed it and was like, oh, that was just, you know, one of your imaginary friends or whatever. Like you were just like made up in the bathroom to not go to the bathroom for some reason or whatever her mom's excuse was. And but my friend was like, I can still like picture her face, like how she would laugh and taunt me, like how she told me her name and like all of the details of like everything. But yeah, that's my short little spooky horrifying. Yeah, it's so confusing, too. Like, I'm not even sure what what quite to think of it because we've heard so many stories before of people who have families who've like lost babies and and children really young and Mm -hmm. those the spirits of those kids like grow up with their siblings which is really sweet but it's not sweet when this like demonic (laughs) entity is also mimicking that sort of life cycle and growing up with your friend yeah and i mean for sure i mean it sounds demonic to me Oh, a hundred percent. And the fact that it like stuck with her for at least like three or four years before yeah. it finally decided to like, I don't, they must've moved because she moved around a lot. So I don't know if she moved out of that house and then that's when she stopped seeing Sally or um, what the deal is. But then she moved into a town home. So all of her like teenage years were super haunted as well. So I'm like, I think that she's just super open to those mm. kinds of things because her ghost stories and stuff, I have to get her to like, write them down so we can email them to you but I mean that's the shortest and spookiest one that I just found out about last night so I thought I'd share yeah thank you guys for having me on this is my first time I downloaded the green room app like this morning so I could tune in today (laughs) I really I really wish I like washed my face and brushed my teeth and did all the stuff that I have to do in front of the mirror before hearing the story oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) well no now we are permanently afraid of mirrors and vents and pretty much everything. Yeah, just 
live in a tent, basically. Just don't even don't even buy a home. Don't even go in a home <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> wow. Just live in a tent and then avoid Bigfoot and all this. And then get trampled by me. And oh my gosh. Inevitable. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Amy. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay, Jenna said that she has a palate cleanser for us. Oh, perfect. I'm going to invite Jenna to speak. Amazing. Hi, Jenna. Make us feel better. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Give us a Band-Aid. So quick background. I live in my great-grandmother's house. Um, She did pass away, but we moved in after. And she likes to play little little tricks on me and my mom. Oh. Um, So one time, my mom has her wedding ring. My great-grandma's wedding wedding ring and I have like extra rings like around my room and one day I noticed her wedding rings in my room and I'm like that's weird like it doesn't fit me so like why would I have it in my room and so I asked my mom and she's like no I don't have like why would I put that in there it's nothing and so I went and looked in her room like her her jewelry box and all my rings were in there so like she's like mixing things around for us and like just playing little jokes that's so I sweet. Like. Even Leia's like <laughs> reacting to this. She just came over to cuddle and meow into the microphone. Oh, this is so nice. That is really nice. Yeah. Because this yeah. is like, this is not a super spooky experience. It's not like the, when your loved ones try to show you that they're there and they accidentally do something that, that really rattles you. The moving of the jewelry, that's kind of sweet. It's just like, little, yeah, here I am. I'm looking out for you guys. Yeah. I'm still here. Love you here's your here's your little notice or a reminder that I'm here yeah 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 she also like likes to um like turn lights on and stuff like when like we're not paying attention to her and then we'll just be like oh hi Graham (laughs) oh my gosh that's sweet and it's also great to have her around because she's probably kicking out any of the other bad bad spirits that are thinking about making yeah also, You're turning the theirs. lights on is the best kind of haunting because I feel like I'm always terrified to walk through my dark hallway. So if a ghost turned the light on for me, it'd be great. Yeah, it's, it's nice to like think she's still here and yeah, like yeah. watch for us. Absolutely. Oh, that's so sweet. But yeah, that's my short little story. Thank you. We <laughs> definitely needed this after tonight. Thank Amazing. you, Jenna. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. We needed that. We did. Sabrina, you talking about lights reminded me that I had a new fear unlocked the other day because I bought unlocked. a new like, lamp. Is this and a I video was like, game? The what? The... You said unlocked like a video game. Oh, yes. Well, we are living in a simulation. So <laughs> in this upgraded version of The Sims, here's my <laughs> new fear. I got a lamp and then I saw on this influencer that I follow that you told me about, Chris loves Julia. There's something called like lamp o'clock where as soon as it gets like dusk, everyone goes around and turns mm-hmm. on all their lamps and it's really nice. And I was like, oh, this is so great. And she got these smart outlets where you can just clap and it will turn on. And I was uh, like, oh, genius. I'm going to get those clapping lamp turn on things. And then I started really thinking about it. And I was like, I can't do it because if I clap into an empty room and something else claps back, uh, I will never, ever recover. Or if you just in general hear claps out of the blue and your lights turn on. Yes. I don't want to do anything that makes anything yeah, else no. tempted to mimic me. Also, as a side note, Chris loves Julia. There was a point where Julia, this is an Instagram account for people who do not know. If you like uh, interior design, I highly recommend them. It's uh, a delight to follow. But anyway, Julia posted on her story maybe a year ago about how when they first moved into their old house, so they've moved now, but their old house, they had really bad hauntings. <laughs> And she won't talk know. about it because it was so scary. <gasps> I need to know. I need to I know. know. She wouldn't talk I, about it though? She, I don't think so. I mean, maybe we befriend her, which I mean. Ow. She's so powerful. Goals, right? Influencer. Um, and we'll find out. Okay. Yeah. No, I need to do some digging now. That that has me very curious. I think yeah. that was in like Idaho or whatever. Yeah. That that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. So many haunted places. So many. Um, thank you all for joining us. Before you go, we want to announce that we will have a theme for next week. It will be our holiday episode. So we are going to do heartwarming stories to, um, get us in a positive, happy mood. Yes. I saw a few people in the chat saying that they, they had some good stories. Angel said that they had a, a heartwarming story. So, or a guardian angel story. So all of those heartwarming visits from family members, guardian, all of that, that type of stuff. We want to be yeah. uh, 
feeling good going into yes. the holidays. We'll all be able to sleep next Tuesday, hopefully. So come prepared, ask your family for any heartwarming ghost stories they may have and or your friends, whoever, and um, bring them next week on here. We'll be here. Great. And Leia too. She is chatty. Woo. Chatty. She's jumping uh, my computer. <laughs> Just as a, a quick reminder, it's every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. You can um, turn on notifications on the room so you remember to enter. And we also post these onto our Two Girls, One Ghost podcast Facebook feed three weeks after the live podcast show. Podcast feed. What did I say? Facebook feed. What the heck? Yeah. All right. See, it's that time of night where I need to leave because I can't <laughs> think or talk. Oh, well, we can't wait for next week and all the weeks to come after that and all the stories you have to share. And we will see you on the other side. Very spooky. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.